often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Snapbox Podcast. This is episode 483. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht, sitting inside the Slapbox penthouse yet again. Inside the master bedroom. Living it up. The penthouse. Second story. Rocking without my cock out. But it's close to being out. I mean, I am sitting here in my boxers because it's a little warm in here. Figured, uh... I just see her in my boxers and a t-shirt. Cause it's it's been a little cold outside. All today it warmed up a little bit, a little bit. And uh, the older I get, the more I fucking hate the cold. You know, I recall as a child living back in the '80s and '90s, way back, way back. You know, 30, 40 years ago. Is uh, well, I don't remember 40 years ago because I would be zero. Um, be quite a year old at that point. Don't remember that. But I say, you know, up until I was almost a teenager, and I guess even probably when I was a teenager, I loved cold weather. I mean, I fucking loved that shit. Part of it because, you know, if it snowed bad enough, they'd call off school, and that was fantastic. Gotta love a snow day. Gotta love a snow day. I remember when having homework due and just hoping, man, I fucking hope it snows tonight, even though there wouldn't be anything in the forecast to suggest that there would be a snow day. But I'm just like, come on, I don't want to fucking do this homework. Just snow. Just snow, motherfucker. Snow. Most of the time that didn't work out. Every once in a while, I'd get lucky there. But it's not like I'd want to do the homework the next night either, so. It was never a great thing uh, to wish on that. It was uh, very unproductive. Could have just, you know, done the homework. But uh, much like I neglect doing show prep before I do this. But, uh, but yeah, I, I fucking loved cold weather as a kid. I'd love to go sledding for hours in the snow. I would go out short sleeve. I probably did shorts. I don't recall doing shorts, but, I mean, it would be snow all over the ground. Rocking a t-shirt. Just like, yeah, what's up? I'm going to fuck. As I get older, though, a lot of it is I just don't want to drive in it. It's kind of a pain in the ass. And then uh, <laughs> I don't want to have to layer up with the clothing. Running becomes a real chore. I have to. It, the colder it gets, the more layers I need. You know, and it once it gets like 10 degrees below freezing, it's like, oh, fuck this. Fuck this shit. It's in the 30s, you know, I can deal with it. It's kind of annoying. Drops down to, like, 20s. I'm like, all right, I'm fucking over this shit. <laughs> over it. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I guess snow looks cool. <laughs> Certain areas look really fucking cool in the snow. Man, I, I do enjoy scenery covered in snow, but I could really... If, Somehow snow could exist in slightly warmer temperatures and could, you know, didn't affect my driving. I'd probably be a lot uh, cooler with it. And if my hands didn't, like, crack open and bleed like a fucking desert, they'd just get all chapped, nasty. Probably a lot to do with the psoriasis. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's slowly approaching the real fucking cold weather. And uh, the other night, though, it was, like, still in the 70s. It was, like, almost 80 degrees, I think, on Tuesday night. I was running shirtless. And then I had to put on, like, another layer or two the next night, followed by the night after that on Thursday. For a third Thursday, that was. Uh, <laughs> the big group run with my run group, the uh, Daily Run Club, in Washmo. Uh, I had quite a few layers on. Man, I had compression pants on, compression shirt Sweatpants over the compression pants. Fucking, I don't know how many shirts over the compression shirt. There was a couple. And then a jacket, windbreaker over that. Fucking 
beanie, plus a scarf thing to wrap around my neck and uh, ears. I was uh, I was not fucking around. It was fucking cold. Oh, and gloves. So, I mean, it was... I might have even, like, slightly overdressed, but I don't know. I was warm pretty much most of the time. I unzipped a few times to keep it cool. However, uh, while we were doing the uh, third Thursday uh, group run, though, we did uh, uh, come up with, a, I guess, a product idea as uh, <laughs> my friend Frank had a uh, a light harness on uh, and it was on his chest, which is apparently where it's supposed to be. However, uh, my friend uh, John had uh, mentioned it looked like a jock strap. It looked like it was supposed to be a jock strap light. Like he's, he's like, you're wearing that wrong. It's supposed to go around your crotch. And uh, it, he, I think it looked right. It looked right. And we talked about, well, we could market this. And uh, I came up with the idea for the name, uh, jo- the Jock Light. John was more of a fan of Dick Stick, and I think there might have been a couple of other ideas thrown out there. But it's uh, a light for running, of course. I guess you could do it on cycling, too. A light that goes right over your junk. Wear it like a jock strap. Which is why I thought Jock Light. You know, hey, look at the Snuggie, you know. That thing's made millions, and all it is, somebody made the connection like, you know what? You could take this robe here, turn it around, call it a Snuggie, and boom, millionaires. I feel that could happen with the jock light or the dick stick. It's possible. It's possible. Although somebody listening to this could end up uh, stealing my idea here, so that's kind of a problem. But I had a tagline for it, too, I came up with. It's for running. After hours. Maybe a little boom chicka wow in the background. You know what I'm saying? You can <laughs> you could extend the light, perhaps, you know? There could be like an extension for like when it's darker, if you're on a trail, like if you're on street, you got more street lights and stuff, you don't need as long of a light per se. So you can extend it. Thinking you might want to like a gyroscopic feature to stabilize the light if it sways back and forth too much you know you don't want to cause like a seizure or something as you're watching the light could be a real problem real problem remember Trebejo back in the day had uh, well uh, we talked years ago when uh, he frequented the show about him having epilepsy we probably mentioned this before, but uh, my good friend Toddy had uh, the original Nintendo game, Marble Madness. And I feel like maybe there was a disclaimer at the beginning of that one that it might cause seizures. But it was like one of the early warning signs before Trebejo knew he had epilepsy. He had uh, uh, gotten sick. I don't know that he actually had a seizure, but it, it, playing Marble Madness may, it, it at least made him sick. It was kind of like, oh, it was like foreshadowing what was to come with the epilepsy. But uh, I'm afraid we might have to put disclaimers on the uh, the jock light or the dick stick that uh, <laughs> a lot of swaying with the light could could cause a seizure. I mean, that might be a real problem. Might be. I don't know. We haven't tested the product out yet. But, uh, you know, this. <laughs> there could be extensions. There could be things you could add to it, almost like strap on to it. Catch my drift, you know? There, there's a lot of possibilities with the dick stick, the jock light. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. Other than that, uh, I guess even that night, is, uh, as I was going to segue into, I believe it was Thursday. Um, maybe it was Wednesday or Thursday. It was uh, Tiger King Season 2 dropped, and I had forgot it was dropping. And it was just like, holy shit, Tiger King Season 2's out. And I've already watched every episode. I think it was only like six, six episodes, something like that. Not nearly 
as good as season one. And I don't find it quite as shocking, although I don't want to I don't want to spoil it. But there at the end, the feller that was tasked to be the hitman on the hit on Carol Baskin has got some uh I guess somewhat shocking revelations there at the end. Don't know if it's true. He doesn't seem like the most reliable source. As no one in the Tiger King world seems to be any kind of reliable source for truth. Especially that fucking Carol Baskin. Fucking Carol Baskin. Uh, <laughs> watching it, though, uh, I feel like Joe might have a case for an appeal. Might. However, it does sound like Mr. Joe Exotic has got some pretty bad uh, prostate cancer. And uh, it doesn't look great. Um, they're saying... Doo -doo. Oh, there's already season three release date? Hold on. It's on Digital Spy. What are they going to do? Like, they must already be working on season three. Tiger King. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, the, <laughs> look at these pictures of Joe in jail. Like, he's still got that crazy hair, but it's like clearly he's not getting the professional uh, or as good, I guess, hairstylist working on his hair. And it just looks like a really bad bowl cut with the mullet in the back with the Fu Manchu. And he looks, he just looks rough. He looks rough. But I guess two and a half years in jail will do that to you. Um, this is on digitalspy.com. It says, Tiger King Season 3 release date. When will new episodes come to Netflix? Directors Eric Good and Rebecca Chaiklin spent a year and a half filming for Season 3. So if they return to the story for a third season, I think they meant to put Season 2 there. But it says, so if they return to the story for a third season, it's unlikely we'd see new episodes in the beginning of 2023 at the earliest. Most of it was shot during the height of the pandemic, said uh, Chaiklin about uh, the Tiger King 2. Filming in a way that was safe for both our crews and subjects proved to be quite a challenge at times. Uh, yeah. But who will be in season three? This is... Uh, wouldn't be Tiger King without the bonkers personality that is Joe Exotic, so we'd expect Season 3 to focus on Joe as he tries to secure an early release from prison. Uh, which, I'm going to say, watch Season 2. But, uh, yeah, it goes into more shit about uh, crazy stuff. Ooh, there's <laughs> there's definitely some loose ends left out at uh, at the end there where Nick Lowe has actually, like, teamed up, spoiler alert, with Joe Exotic to help get him out. And uh, there's a, that, I don't know, I guess is shocking. I don't know. There's, I didn't see an employee, like, lose an arm or anything like that, you know, like season one. There wasn't an accidental suicide. I don't know if you could call that an That's not really suicide. I guess that's just an accidental killing yourself. What do you consider that? There's got to be a term for that. Um, and <laughs> it's still the best thing in all of season one and all of Tiger King in general is that funeral for Travis, Joe Exotic's 19-year-old or 20-year-old husband at the time who, uh, again, accidentally shot himself. And his mother... Now, I'm paraphrasing this. It's been a while since I watched this episode. It's been since 2020, so bear with me here. But there was something to the effect of Joe, who was dressed somewhat like a preacher. He had the, the collar thing going on, rocking that. I think he had a cowboy hat on. You know what? I'm, I'm going to have to pull up the... Uh, <laughs> uh, that whole bit on YouTube here, try to find that. Um, cause it's just so good. I got to watch that clip or fuck. I get, well, I could pull it up on Netflix, but then trying to find the exact spot could be a slightly difficult. Um, let's try to see here. 
But holy shit, when he's he's right in front of Travis's mother, who again just accidentally killed himself. And in front of his mother, he's talking about how fucking awesome Travis's balls are. Um fucking great. Sonic, let's see, funeral. Here we go. Funeral speech. The transcript. I don't want the transcript. I want the actual fucking speech. This thing is so fucking great. Probably can play a commercial out of the gate, but let's see here. Oh, no, no. Here we go. We're going to try and make this not a day of mourning, but a day of celebration to celebrate the life of. He's wearing a cowboy And we spent the last four years of our life together. And I asked him every day, I said, why me? He said, because God put me here to make you smile, and that's my job. And it didn't matter how stupid he had to get. But if I was sitting there concentrating as short as I could on the computer to write a letter to a senator or a congressman or something else, he'd run come and rub them balls in my face. <laughs> and everybody that works here knows exactly what I'm talking about, because you've seen his balls. <laughs> They were like golden nuggets to that boy. <laughs> wow. I think he's actually singing there. Although, I don't know. I know that he uh, faked most of his music. I remember talking about the balls. I feel like I thought he said more about the balls but I guess there was golden nuggets that's uh that's just good shit <laughs> uh <laughs> fucking Carol Baskin that fucking bitch I make music and shit uh <laughs> this is a good uh, comment I'm reading the comment section here this is from anonymous 69 um, imagine spending a few years of your life being part of a sick joke on the internet, only to die in an accident and then have Joe Exotic roast your ass about rubbing your balls on his face while he sings a shitty-ass song, What a Life. <laughs> and then uh, there, there's replies here, ha he was straight, ha ha amazing, his mother was high as shit on meth. Uh, the important man commenting, just a great name, and it's good to see him commenting. Lip syncing, definitely not his voice. Kind of how I felt. Zero eighty-eight eighty says that song is a banger, though. <laughs> uh man, that. <laughs> trying to find some more shit here. Uh, the good comments, but they're not the greatest. You get a gem here and there. Oh, ha <laughs> Hellcat Hooligan had posted here. Next time I go to McDonald's, I'm going to order. <laughs> I'm going to order uh, golden chicken nuggets in memory of Travis. It's fucking that almost makes me cry. That makes me want to go honor Travis by getting some golden chicken nuggets. Get the golden arches and Mickey D's. Honor Travis. Uh, <laughs> uh, golden, golden chicken nuggets. I pretty sure though. Spoiler alert again. They do because, uh, uh, if I remember correctly, in the first season of Tiger King, I don't think that they mention much of his husbands that he had before Tiger King existed. Before Travis and uh, I, I forgot his other husband's name that he's married to at the same time as Travis. But he had two husbands before that. And season two of Tiger King gets into one of them, his first one. And then apparently he died of uh, HIV, which I I knew that about that from just reading in on uh, Joe Exotic after watching the first season. 
And apparently that one messed him up pretty good, as from what they say in Tiger King Season 2. Never the same. However, they (laughs) neglect to mention that uh, when Joe Exotic uh, had another husband after that, And I'm pretty sure they don't mention him in either season. They might have just mentioned he had several husbands. Uh, Husbands. And I can't spell. But uh, the second one, and they're not showing. And, uh, Five husbands. He's had five altogether. So there was two before the show ever existed, two during the show, and then there was Dylan Passage. Well, I guess three, because although I don't remember, well, during season one, that is. I don't remember if him and Dylan got married at the end of season one or not. So that might be a spoiler alert. Uh, let's see. See, Brian Ryan was his first husband, and that uh, Joe met Brian in the late 80s while working as a security guard at a gay cowboy bar in Texas called the Roundup Saloon, according to the New York Magazine profile. Brian was 19 years old at the time, but he soon moved into Joe's trailer, where they shared several poodles. Soon they grew to resemble each other with mullets and horseshoe mustaches and dressed in jeans and boots. The profile says, on Saturdays they would snort pink-tinged meth. And go out to the bars. That's nice. Pink-tinged meth. It's like the uh, the gay Heisenberg. <laughs> they got the pink. <laughs> That's fucking great. Uh, and then it says, uh, Joe opened the zoo with Brian, who died of complications from HIV in 2001. So they were together for quite a while. And this is the... Okay, this is the one I, I wanted to talk about here. J.C. Hartpence. He helped Joe start his traveling show and became his second husband... Within a year of Brian's death, Joe met a 24-year-old events producer named Jeffrey Charles, hence J.C. Hartpence. Using Hartpence's experience in the events industry, they developed Joe Exotic's Traveling Tiger Magic Show, where he would let kids pet tiger cubs. They performed at malls and state fairs in Texas, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin. Within a few years, their relationship took a dark turn, as everything seems to do in Joe Exotic's life. Which is good for our entertainment. Maybe not so great for him. Uh, but, uh, let's see, uh, after the dark turn, according to uh, Texas Monthly, that is, publication, doesn't refer to Hartpence as a husband, but a life partner. However, uh, New York Magazine, however, calls him a husband. And uh, Hartpence reportedly wanted the zoo to become a rehabilitation center for big game. While Joe continued breeding his cats in 2003, Joe reportedly threatened Hartpence with a photograph of their tiger, Goliath, holding a piece of meat labeled J.C.'s Remains, along with a note reading, If you don't get your shit together, this is going to be your reality. Uh, that's per Texas Monthly. And Hartpence later held two guns to Joe's head while he was asleep and told him he was leaving the zoo. After talking him down, Joe called the police and Hartpence was arrested. Hartpence is now serving life in prison for a murder unrelated to the Joe Exotic saga. The Wichita Eagle reported he is also a convicted pedophile, according to Digital Spy, and this guy's not really fucking mentioned at all in Tiger King. Holy shit. And then John Finley became Joe Exotic's third husband, and he's in the Tiger King show. So, And he is... It's so funny watching him in that first season... Which he, they just kind of show a glimpse of him really in the second season. You don't get to see what happened to John so much. I've seen interviews and stuff, and uh, he's uh, in the sh- in the show when he is on there originally. He's shirtless with all his tattoos and missing a bunch of teeth from doing lots of meth. Uh, I'll read about this just a little bit about him because it's it's interesting. He looks good now. He's got his teeth fixed. I think he's married to. Uh, Somebody, this girl that had, I want to say worked at the uh, GW Zoo there where Joe Exotic and them uh, were. Uh, but, uh, well, I got to read it here. Uh, 2003, Joe hired 19 year old John Finley 
uh, to help run a zoo and roadshow. Finally, even got a tattoo reading "Privately Owned by Joe Exotic," <laughs> just below the belt line. Joe paid for it, and the now covered up ink makes a cameo in Tiger King. By early 2014, Joe Exotic marries Finlay and Travis uh, Michael Maldonado in a three-way ceremony. Less than a year after their unconventional ceremony, Finlay wanted out of the relationship per Texas Monthly's deep dive into Joe's life. Finlay uh, believed Joe was becoming domineering, controlling, and obsessive. He attacked Joe in a parking lot and was charged with battery. Finlay uh, later married a woman and had a child, according to New York Magazine. He also has a new set of teeth, according to a recent Facebook post on his The Truth About John Finlay fan page. Yes, I have my teeth fixed, he wrote alongside a photo of himself with perfect-looking teeth. The producers of the Netflix series had video and pictures of this, but chose not to show it, you fucking assholes. Uh, is, uh, it is pretty great just to see him. Uh, if I remember correctly, seeing interviews with him that... Uh, he said the producers told me look sexy with the shirt off and everything, and I think I don't. I'm pretty certain that's not what they were going for when they did so. Told him, you know what? Go shirtless here. I think that's that's the uh, way to the hearts of the American people here, and anybody, well, anybody, you know, watching this on the on Netflix. I don't think nationality particularly matters, but <laughs> he just looks so goofy missing all those teeth, and then shirtless. It's just it works. It's great. It's I guess it's good for him though. He look he looks healthy now compared to how he did on Tiger King. It's pretty rough. I also uh watched uh most of Big Mouth season 5. And if you've uh watched any Big Mouth, I got to say they're really hitting it on all cylinders for this current season. I'm uh a little bit into the ninth episode. There's 10, I believe. I just finished the Christmas episode, even though it's not quite Christmas. We're really just a little less than a week away from Thanksgiving, but it's not quite Christmas, but I went ahead and watched the Christmas episode. That one, that one so far has been the best. You get a little puppet show in there with the hormone monsters as puppets. Mixed in with some, I guess, vignettes of the... There's at one point, I don't know, it was, I don't know if I'd say claymation, but there's a there's a couple different animation styles and stuff in the Christmas episode. And spoiler alert, or maybe oh, just a warning: you see Santa's dick and balls, like full on dick. You can see veins and the balls. You can see him penetrating. <laughs> Mrs. Claus, as do the elves, and it seems that they get a little, uh, a little fucked up from it, and then there ends up being an elf orgy. After they're like, well, what was Santa doing? Can you show me what he was doing? And they all try it out. I'm like, you know what? This is pretty fucking nice. Why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we fucking, why aren't we all fucking in an elf orgy? That was skipped out of the classic John Favreau uh, movie Elf with uh, Will Ferrell. I didn't see any elf orgies. Been a while since I watched it, though. Maybe there is. Maybe there is. <laughs> mm. I uh, I think Thanksgiving, uh, Shelley and our mother are going to, uh, I guess, go to the casino for the uh, buffet up there. I believe. I guess they're having the buffet. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, casino buffets on Thanksgiving are pretty damn good. That way you don't have to cook a fuck ton of food for like only three people. Waste a bunch of shit. Uh, you can go to the buffet and just feel like dying afterwards and then somehow get back home. We do that though. Unfortunately, that means I'm going to be riding in the back seat of my car again. I'm the only one of our family that's small enough to get in the back seat of my car. I guess <laughs> the more it looks like I should probably look into at some point getting a slightly larger vehicle as uh I'm having to drive more than myself more often 
and uh, I've got no storage space in the thing. And I don't think it would probably be a great idea to strap anybody to the roof of my car. That's probably not a great idea. Maybe I could rig up some kind of seat. Almost like a sidecar, but it's on top of the car. <laughs> just for just for when I have passengers, you know? Maybe like just get like a go-kart or something and attach that to the roof whenever I need more space. Like there you go. Right right up there. Cowboy. That's the <laughs> I was gonna say it's like the true cowboy seat, but uh my uh cousin Chris, who unfortunately passed away in uh twenty twenty, which sadly we only had him on uh briefly on a show before and it was over the phone and it's like the audio quality sucked ass. Um but I remember him always talking about uh when you're in a pickup truck you well of course, you know, shotgun is the passenger seat, but there's there's that third seat. There's that middle seat. It's the one where you're riding the seatbelt. That one there, my friend. That's riding true cowboy. Riding with that seatbelt up your asshole. That's true cowboy. That's Joe Exotic style. That man's a true cowboy. Not like that fucking Carol Baskin. I think, you know, I was actually pretty kind of sad that uh, Trump didn't uh, pardon Joe Exotic. Not because I thought Joe Exotic should be pardoned or that he was, you know, innocent or a good person or anything remotely like that. Just for sheer entertainment's sake. I mean, <laughs> I I would be highly shocked if uh, Joe Biden did that. I don't I don't know why he would do that. That would be that would be silly. But you know, Trump had, had a record of pardoning some pretty horrible people, and just randomly, you know, I mean, he he, uh, he let out Blagojevich just because he was on the uh, Celebrity Apprentice. I feel like maybe if J- Exotic Joe or Joe Exotic. Had just been on Apprentice, he would have would have been a no brainer. But sadly, uh, he he did not get that pardon, though his people tried. His people tried. You get into uh, season two of uh, Tiger King, and you see that they tried hard. Oh, he's only fifty eight, Joe Exotic. I thought he was in his sixties. Thought he was a little bit older. I was mistaken. What the hell is this? Main, M-A-N-E, Tain, your your main, all new shampoo and conditioner. I guess it's Tiger King related. Hold on a second. What do we got here? This is on Twitter. I don't know if this is a real product. Looks like a uh, Joe Exotic uh, <laughs> Big Cat Main Tainer Shampoo. By Miracle Man? I can't read what that says. Oh, Joe Exotic? It's Is that an actual? Oh, it's Justice for Joe. I guess they're selling this this product as to help him, uh, his defense fund, help him get a uh, appeal, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't really see anything to declare exactly how bad his cancer is. Is there's uh This is on complex.com and shit. Okay, you know what? I might have to No. All right, here we go. Joe Exotic. God damn it, they keep putting ads on this page who earlier this month informed his supporters that a prostate biopsy had revealed an aggressive cancer has now been transferred to a federal prison in North Carolina. Focuses on inmates who have special health-related needs. Um, Tiger King stars moved from Federal Medical Center, Fort Worth, to FMC Butner earlier this week, according to a report from TMZ, citing federal prison officials. The report adds that the uh, extent of cancer-related treatment Exotic currently needs has not been made public. 
TMZ also pointed out that the late Bernie Madoff was housed, was housed at the uh, Butner facility back in April of this year. The f- facility is billed as a center that provides extensive medical services and mental health care to the inmate population. Everyone, uh, it is with a sad face that I have to tell you... Oh, wait. I guess this is Joe talking, so hold on. Everyone is with a sad face that I have to tell you. Doctors called me in today. Breaking news that my prostate biopsy came back with an aggressive cancer. Is that... Of course, the time to joke about someone is <coughs> when they've got cancer. That's good. That's good on me. Um, Zarek said in a Facebook shared message earlier this month, as previously reported, I'm still waiting on the results from other tests as well. Right now, I don't want anyone's pity, and I'm sure Carol fucking Baskin, Chad the fucking, uh, will have her own party over this. What I need in this world to be my voice to be released. They have the proof. I did not do this. And, uh, which, you know, maybe he was set up on the murder for hire thing, but he definitely did some bad shit to animals and stuff. I don't know that he deserves 20 years of prison for it. But, uh, (laughs) fucking, fucking Carol Baskin. And one thing they do mention in, uh, season two, by the way, that apparently the, uh, Department of Homeland Security had reports that Carol fucking Baskin's uh, missing husband, Don Lewis, there was sightings of him being alive and well. No details on that. And uh, I'm thinking it's probably bullshit. Probably bullshit. Because apparently he hasn't contacted any of his family in the last 20 plus years. Or anybody that he had business ties to or or uh, whatnot. Me, it seems unlikely, but you know, I am not an investigator, or do I have time to ins- uh, go to Costa Rica and search down Don Lewis? He'd be in his 80s right now if he was still alive at this point. But he had a lot of money, so you can live long when you got a lot of money. I don't know. I, I doubt Don Don Lewis is alive. H- highly doubting it. The season two does get into more of him uh, being kind of a uh, not a great guy. Fun fact, which, you know, I'm sure Carol enjoyed that fact, even though she's sued them and doesn't want any part to do with the Tiger King series at this point because uh, she's, she's gotten quite harassed over the whole thing. What can you say? I mean, she looks fucking guilty as shit with the whole Don Lewis thing. I do love that when she did Dancing with the Stars... That uh, Don's family actually uh, made a commercial with their lawyer, and uh, uh, you know I'm gonna pull that up. Fuck that would. Uh, <clears throat> commercial during Dancing with the Stars. I'm gonna pull this commercial up because uh, here we go. This is should play. I did this right. Oh, if I hit play. <laughs> I I just love the uh you know anything about her uh damn it uh do you know anything about his disappearance or if Carol Baskin was involved they played that shit during Dancing with the Stars when uh, Carol fucking Baskin was on there. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at comments, see if there's any. Uh, that had that did have to cost a lot. <laughs> That's fucking great. Uh, fucking Carol Baskin. Yeah, I'm not seeing the greatest comments. Although Kid Philly 688 does say, this is by far a bigger power move than Carol Baskin dancing to Eye of the Tiger. Fun fact, she looks fucking crazy in that fucking suit. Fucking Carol Baskin in that tiger suit dancing to Eye of the Tiger. Fucking Carol Baskin. I gotta I got look at this outfit again. This is What the fuck? What the fuck? I have the dagger. <laughs> I wonder if that helped get her uh, booted from the show. Like, holy shit. Ah, what the fuck, man? Such a weird person. Even if she didn't murder her husband, man. She's fucking weird. Fucking weird. I'm seeing how long she lasted uh, on uh, Dancing with the Stars there. Apparently they couldn't get Tanya Harding again. I think Tanya Harding was on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, she had the Lion, the Lion King dance was the last one. <laughs> this is on uh, Decider.com. It's a circle of life, and it moves us all off Dancing with the Stars. Last night, Tiger King star. Of course, this was, you know, from like a year ago. Um, Tiger King star Carol Baskin was eliminated from Dancing with the Stars season 29. I can't believe it's been all that fucking long. Following two weeks of disastrous performances, including one very sad samba to Circle of Life from The Lion King, viewers weren't too kind to the big cat activist. And many cheers as she, she sashayed away from the ABC reality competition. As one fan put it, didn't think I could take another week of that. Ditto. When Dancing with the Stars announced that Monday would be Disney night, it was clear what Baskin and partner Pasha Pashkov would be dancing to the two Don Lion mains. Heavy whisker makeup for their Lion King-inspired samba. Their outfits seemed to be the only thing impre that impressed the judges. The duo ended up with a dismal score of 12. I don't even know how they rate things. I don't fucking watch this show. I guess that's a low score. The lowest of the night and earned an even sicker burn from Judge Bruno Tonioli. Uh, I'm stunned, he said following their performance. I actually have never, ever seen a samba like this one. I don't know where to begin, but if you were dancing with the Brooklyn Bridge, you could get more bounce. Viewers weren't any kinder at the end of the evening. Baskin and her partner were up for elimination, and it was up for fans to save them. Unsurprisingly, they decided to do so, or declined to do so. My bad. And fans at home celebrated her departure. Thank God, Carol Baskin got eliminated on Dancing with the Stars, wrote one viewer. This is what y'all need to do with Carol Baskin, said another, alongside a gif of Simba getting thrown off a cliff. <laughs> Doesn't mention anything about the commercial, though. As I'm seeing a lot of tweets on the matter. As what do we got here? Oh, Jesus. That was... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was going on there. It was... Uh, maybe turn the, the sound light down a little bit there. There's just a bunch of people running through a security checkpoint. I don't know what the fuck's going on. An airport? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm confused. Thoroughly confused. But uh but yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a while before uh we'll see a Tiger King season three. If if Joe's even still alive then. He's got that prostate cancer. And uh they won't say exactly how bad it is. See how bad it is. Got to be in jail and deal with the uh, prostate cancer. Prostate problems suck, man. What's it like having an large prostate and everything? To the best of my knowledge, though, I don't have cancer, so guess I could be happy about that. But uh, <laughs> it's no good. It makes me think of the scene 
and the Tom Hanks classic with Shelley Long, The Money Pit. There's a shot with a fountain of, I guess, Cupid. And uh, he's, he's, it's a fountain, of course, so the, the water's coming out of Cupid's penis. It's just like peeing right out. And uh, it's trickling. It's not coming out very smooth. It's like very, very slow and like in spurts. And Tom Hanks has something lines like uh, prostate problems, though. It's like, ah, uh, it's great. It's fucking good stuff. I can relate to Cupid. Me and Cupid, we know what's going on. Uh, I haven't had the thought this week. I did get a uh, new calendar in because I'm looking at uh, doing a another marathon in April because I I really need to get myself in in shape, man. Getting so far out of shape, I just feel so much better when I'm exercising. And uh, it, I mean, it just helps with my mood. It helps with everything if I'm if I'm in shape, and uh, I I seem to enjoy life better. It's uh, so getting back to like some heavy training and running and uh, looking at a a full uh marathon in uh in a early mid April. I don't remember exactly what the date is on that, but it's the Go St. Louis Marathon. And uh, so I got a calendar in the mail to uh from Amazon, so I can mark out a training schedule for it. I just bashed my toe. As, uh, I kind of need that to run. That'll be fun if I fuck my toe up before uh, <laughs> running tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, I got this calendar, and it's a gorgeous calendar. It was kind of pricey, like 15 16 bucks for this calendar. But it's an Ireland calendar because, you know, I have a love for Ireland. If you've been listening to the show for any time past 2015, 2015 or later, you know that uh, – I've probably talked about Ireland quite a bit because I love the place there. Went for the first time back in 2015. And I loved it from my first time seeing it from the plane and hearing all the devices of the Irish people there in Ireland and seeing the sheep, the cow sheep, the cows, the horses, and all the, all the sights, the cliffs of moor. A lot of love for Ireland. It's uh, I, I've uh, at time when I've been there, I think pretty much every time I've been there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I can easily say this. This is a felt more at peace there than anywhere else. There's just something to it, you know. It it is a magical place, and uh, so I got the calendar from Ireland, and it's a really cool calendar. This particular one has uh i believe it's separated by counties in ireland and it doesn't have every county but there's you know 12 counties in there because it's 12 months i'm sure everybody knows how a fucking calendar works (laughs) but uh they break it up into county so there's uh county wicklow county dublin and yada yada and then at the top of the month, it has a big description of the whole entire region. And then each day, there's like a picture for each day. And it gives you a little bit of something, something for whatever the picture is. And uh, just looking at that, you know, and like training for another marathon, it's like, fuck, man. I'm getting that fucking itch like a drug fiend craving that H, that heroin. That China white. Oh, this one. Although this one's maybe a Ireland green, you know, craving that Ireland green, chasing that dragon, you know, chasing the dragon, sticking the needle in my ar- me arm, <laughs> chick, st- chick, stick the old Irish green in me arm, stick it in, go to Ireland, you know, and uh, my. Accent really fades in and out to something kind of Scottish, kind of Irish, kind of fucking made up. Oh, should I start talking like, maybe try to talk like the Lucky Charms guy, the little Lucky Charms leprechaun. The real insultful to the Irish, you know. (laughs) 
But oh fuck, man. It's just there's so many awesome places in Ireland. And since going in like 2015, you know, I knew some about Ireland. I was not real knowledgeable about like the history of Ireland. Ireland. I knew about, you know, I'd heard of the potato famine. I guess I'd probably heard of Cromwell before that uh he was the British guy that fucked Ireland badly, you know. Did a lot of horrible shit over there. A lot of the Irish, I guess even today, from what I understand, uh blame their problems on Oliver Cromwell. But for the most part, I mean I, I I'd heard of the troubles. I knew that there was a lot of violence in Belfast for a long time in Northern Ireland. But as soon as I went there, and I really, you know, like, fell in love with the place. I mean, I know a lot about the Irish history, and it's, uh, I don't know, it's just, uh, really, really dig it, you know, the Ireland. So I gotta, I gotta know as much as I can. And it's, man, it really sucks seeing what's going on with the Brexit situation. And just hopefully, uh, shit doesn't get too fucked up like it was. Like, cause, uh, the troubles, if you're unaware, uh, that was the time in Ireland from, I, I believe it, it started in the 60s. The troubles in Ireland. Let's get some Wikipedia or something here. All right. This is what, uh, Wikipedia has to say for it. Uh, the troubles were an, uh, ethno nationalist conflict in Northern Ireland that lasted about 30 years. From late 60s to 1998, also know internationally known as internationally as the Northern Ireland conflict, it is sometimes described as an irregular war or low-level war. Conflict began in the late 60s and is usually deemed to have ended with the Good Friday Agreement of 1998. Although the troubles mostly took place in Northern Ireland, times of violence spilled over into parts of Republic of Ireland, England, and mainland Europe. Basically, it was had somewhat to do with religion. You got the Protestants and the Catholics, but it had had more to do with being uh, for the United Kingdom and against it, because Northern Ireland is separated from the Republic of Ireland, which was originally in, I guess it was 1916, when uh, War for Independence, or that might have been right when I guess the Republic got their independence, but it was, if I recall my history correctly, it was supposed to originally, at some point Northern Ireland was supposed to go back to the Republic of Ireland and unite. But uh, that never, never happened, came to fruition. And there was a hard border between the two, almost like a Berlin Wall would, maybe not quite that strong of a border, but there was a border you'd have to, get stopped between going between the two countries. Trade was difficult there. And, you know, there's a lot of violence. But there you had the two factions were basically people that were loyal to the crown, the UK. And then there was those that wanted to reunify with the Republic of Ireland. And to this day, they fucking hate each other. And, uh, but... Recent events with uh, Brexit, because Brexit has made trade there again kind of fucked up, because they're uh, not both in the European Union now. And just hopefully uh, shit doesn't get to be how it was in the Troubles, because the Troubles was fucking ridiculous. I mean, there was a lot of violence. I mean, there's a reason why car bombs are associated with Belfast. And it, it has to do with the Troubles. But, you know, on the pro- on the bright side... I mean, <laughs> Ireland has a lot of dark history. I mean, that's not the only dark shit. I mean, Ireland, they, they know how to laugh at it. They they laugh at a lot of dark shit. A lot of dark humor. Maybe it's because of the Irish in my blood, why I have su- such a sick and twisted sense of humor, or perhaps it's because my father was a Vietnam vet and uh, laughed at some real fucked up shit himself. As he was, uh, I want to say he was half Irish, half German. Not 100% on that. Maybe it was a quarter. I don't remember what the breakdown is. 
But I get a lot of Irish from uh, both sides of the family. And uh, well, shit, I mean, my my father was a nom, and he had he would tell some fucked up stories and just laugh about it. Like there was a Vietnamese guy that was on his base that uh, <clears throat> he wasn't a Viet Cong. He was uh, uh, working with the Americans, and uh, he had a grenade round stuck inside a grenade launcher and uh, attempted to clear the chamber with a hammer. Needless to say, he set off the round, the grenade launcher, and uh, he was no more. And my dad thought this was the funniest thing in the fucking world (laughs) when telling the story. So, you know, I, I, I grew up knowing humor in the dark, darkest corners of uh, reality and the I, that's a very Irish thing come to find out that's uh, probably where a lot of that humor comes from the German side of the family I don't think they're quite into the humor as much as the Irish I feel like the Irish really enjoy to laugh enjoy a good laugh you know Germans are probably more likely to kill you over laughing I'm not sure I mean I, I enjoy a lot of German people don't get me wrong not saying they're all evil and such but they've got a bit of a different history bit of a different history the Irish I don't know I just fucking love that place man I just hope I like I was thinking I'm hoping that I get uh, let's say a fair amount of money back from taxes this year hoping with uh, having to put a large down payment on a house pay for uh, taxes on buying a car that they'll uh, be kind on me. Give me a little bit of a break. It really wouldn't be that bad. I was looking at flights with the hotel. It's more than it was whenever I was going. Because I could spend... I was spending 1100 to $1,200 on a trip. Which is expensive. But when you're traveling overseas, I mean, that's not bad. And I would usually stay there for like seven, eight days. That's flight plus hotel. So I think that, you know, I think that shit's a good deal. But uh, right now, it's I mean, it's a little bit more expensive. I'm looking at more like 1500 So I figure, you know, prices of everything around the world are going up. You know, there's not a place on this earth that COVID hasn't fucked with. And Ireland depends on tourism so much. A lot of their economy, economy is based... On tourism, so it's no surprise that this stuff would be going up in price. I just hope that by summertime, if if I end up going, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going yet, but I would hope that uh, <clears throat> the restrictions aren't too bad for traveling. From what I understand, if you're fully vaccinated, um. You can go there, but you still, ha- as of right now, as an American citizen, I can travel there being fully vaccinated, which I've got that route going for me here. I do still need to get my booster, but I've got, I got the initial vaccination. I, I hopefully, I'll, I mean, I'll get the booster before I travel there, if and when I travel there. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, You also have to have a negative COVID test with like th- at least three days before uh, leaving. So hopefully I'm, I'm able to do that. Like, or maybe they <laughs> do away with that. I don't know. Seems like kind of a pain in the ass. And that's going to suck because I, I know with the cheaper tests, you can, like, it, it can cost some. Uh, a lot of false positives and, and such from what I understand. And if I do the more, exp- I don't know that my insurance would pay for a test if I'm just doing it to travel. I guess that would be something I'd want to research, but I with a trip like that, I'd have to have everything paid for in advance. I'm not going to go like three days before the trip and not have anything booked. But I get, hopefully I'd be able to get some insurance on that to make sure that Hey, if shit doesn't work out, get my money back. Which I guess I'd have to do. 
But uh, holy shit, man. Like, that would be fucking fantastic. And I would, I was thinking of July really is the best month to go. I wouldn't go like 4th of July weekend or anything. Like mid July and hopefully make it out to Skellig Michael again and be there when the uh, puffins migrate there. Because I love me some puffins. They're really awesome birds, man. Awesome fucking birds. And for, I think it's like two or three months out of the year, there's, I guess, I don't know, hundreds or thousands of these things that uh, flock to Skellig Michael. They're just cool little fucking birds, man. Now, I've seen puffins, and I don't think they're quite like the ones that go to Skellig Michael. But the St. Louis Zoo's got the uh, penguin house, and there's puffins in there. Seems like they're so like not real to me. Those animals. Maybe it's just because I grew up watching Batman, and that Batman, uh, the Batman Returns, the Tim Burton sequel to the uh, Batman of <coughs> the '80s, there with uh, Michael Keaton, his second Batman film. Danny DeVito is the Penguin. Those penguins in there, which there are, there are some real ones in that movie, but a lot of mechanical ones <laughs> with the missiles strapped to their back, which I'm always waiting. When I go to the penguin house, I'm waiting for a fucking penguin to come walking out with a missile strapped to its back, and it hasn't happened yet. Nor have I seen Danny DeVito just kind of fucking wobble out. Really saddened about that. I would love to see <laughs> Danny DeVito just fucking wobble out. Dresses the penguin. I wonder if he's ever done that. I hope he's done that, like at a zoo somewhere where they have penguins. <laughs> Just fucking come out. <laughs> if I was him, I'd I'd fucking do that every so often. I'd be like, you know what? Let's go to the zoo. Like, really? You gonna bring the penguin soup with you? Seriously? I'm like, fuck yeah. Uh <laughs> I imagine him just like eating that fish. Chester Copperpot. Or no, no that cobble. I don't remember the Penguin's real name. But, man, Batman Returns is good. You got Michelle Pfeiffer as the Catwoman. Christopher Walken's in that one. He's like a bad baddie in that himself. He's kind of he pushes uh, Catwoman out the fucking window. So it leads to her uh, dying, I guess, and losing one of her lives to become Catwoman initially. And, uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a fucking good one. I haven't watched that in fucking forever. Maybe as an adult, I'm not going to like it as much, but I'm sure I've seen that as an adult at least once. It's back when I enjoyed DC films, as opposed to now. I'm not real fond of most of the DC stuff put out now. Wonder Woman was okay. I didn't even bother watching, like, Justice League and shit. Just, like, the last Superman movie I watched, I did not give a shit for. And, uh... Do do still love some Marvel, though, next Wednesday to check out the Hawkeye series. And so far, all the Marvel series that uh, Disney has really put out, I've been on board for. They've had some good shit, man. Feige is he's making the, some magic out there. And apparently, I guess Disney Plus is also putting out X-Men 97, a cartoon that continues on from the X-Men uh, 97 in the classic 90s X-Men cartoon. Apparently they'll have some of the original voice actors, the ones that are still alive, there's some that unfortunately have passed away, but I remember watching that as a as a young I guess child, I'm like doing the math here, 97, I mean I would have been like 16. <laughs> I wasn't like too terribly young, but I think 97 is when it ended. It was on for a few years, so I was a teenager for some, most of it, I guess. Not quite when it started, I think. Something along those lines. But I enjoyed the cartoon, though. That was good stuff. That's the best part. That theme song. Which apparently was stolen from like a Japanese or some kind of... Some other foreign country had a show where they used that and they stole it, like stole it from them. I think I'm pretty sure they recently got sued about it. I feel like I... Mentioned that on the podcast like a year or so ago. Hopefully they get bring that back, that music. That I remember getting so jacked when that originally aired. And hearing like, oh fucking X-Men, get like 
just the feel the heart just pumping out of the chest just oh which is great you don't get that as much now with shows and like theme songs really getting you jacked to see the thing there's really no point in that anymore nowadays that most people are cord cutters and not watching shows while they air they just go and binge watch them which I am all for the whole reason why you know theme shows there's theme songs were were big in shows to uh, when you'd hear the music, you knew the show was coming out. Like, oh fuck, everybody get in from the kitchen table. We gotta, gotta fucking watch this shit. Fucking X Files is on, whatever you know. X Men's on. Around the TV, it gave you that little bit of time. Like, oh wait, they're back from the commercial. It's time to get serious. My show's on. My show's on. You can't watch it later either. You gotta watch it when it fucking airs. You know, pre-TiVo and all that shit. Pre-internet uh, pre being connected to t- TV at all. And, you know, it was a different time. Different time. As, uh, I think I think I'm good here. As uh, Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's a trip for me in the future. I really probably shouldn't. <laughs> I got to find some way. To get some funds for that. I don't think I'm going to start a Kickstarter campaign or something, but perhaps I will get like a second job or something. Rob a bank? I don't know. Find some way to afford Ireland. Sell my organs. Uh, But yeah, some way, some way I'll get there at least one other time in my lifetime. Maybe it'll be this summer. Maybe it'll be 10 years from now if I'm still kicking. But I, I will be back to Ireland at some fucking point. Fucking be back there. Be back there to play with the sheep, you know. Drink one more pint of Guinness before this all goes to shit. Ah, So, yeah. Anyway, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.